0: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
1: This is your typical radio ad while eating a crunch bar. This is Automatic of Autos Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a wheel.
0: Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Gonna make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this.
1: When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. We're gonna do your usual stuff.
0: Hello, and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, Matt Ford.
1: Oh, and me, John Richardson, this is the podcast. We talk a little bit about FPL. We're mainly here this week to celebrate the stunning start to the league that was uh, uh, enacted by Leeds United this weekend and rubbed Matthew's face into the capitulation of Nottingham Forest. It's an early shout, but I think we're going to call this episode a tale of two Jesses, Marsh and Lingard, yeah? Well, go on then, have your fun. Well, uh, let's talk about... The Curse. Let's talk about episode one. Episode one, season two of the CPFL podcast. I asked you to nominate one player as your red hot tip. You nominated a certain Jesse Lingard. I think he's on, remind me of the stats, £4 million a minute. (laughs) Something is in that ballpark, isn't it?
0: Just have your fun and just say it. If you're going to punch me in the face, do it. I've braced myself now.
1: All right then. Turn to the side and think of England.
0: <laughs> so many people have said that to me in my life.
1: <laughs> Marco Puliga tweets the curse in response to Mozo Football's tweet. Jesse Lingard did not win a single duel, nor from seven, did not complete a single dribble, nor from one, and did not make a single successful tackle against Newcastle United. Ah, oh, talk to me. Talk to me. Go on. Okay,
0: one game against the richest club in the universe. Um, They struggled to score against us. Lingard actually scored a respectable two. Yes. I overall scored 62 points. Now, if you wind back to the first week of season one, getting 62 in a single week was beyond me. It was impossible. So actually, it's not a bad start. Obviously, it is the Forest players, Nico Williams. Although actually, what am I talking about? Lingard scored double what Alexander-Arnold got. And so did Brendan Johnson. Johnson and Lingard both scored as much as Jared
1: Bowen. Why, why don't you go the whole hog and blame the deficit you inherited from the previous Labour government? <laughs> but it's
0: true. You know, this is a particular type of game. Now, obviously, I am starting to slightly worry that my loyalty to Forest players may hurt me. But given that Trent scored one, that McGinn scored two, Bowen scored two, Lingard and Johnson's two each it isn't the end of the world. Let's not forget, a captain, Salah, 24 points, Darwin, 9, Harland, 13. So overall, not a bad team performance. But yes, Nottingham Forest's return to the top flight, was disappointing. And what's tragic is, it genuinely makes you happy, you sad boy.
1: Well, no, that's not fair. It's not just that that makes me happy. It's the fact that Forest lost, sure. It's the failure of Jesse Lingard, who you nominated as your pick of the week. Of course it is. It's the cost that's had on your FPL team. Of course that makes me happy as well. It's the fact that I beat you this week, week one, 70 points. And it's also the fact that I went to watch Leeds United, who did not lose their first game of the season. So it's not fair to say it's just Forrest losing that makes me happy. It's a combination of factors.
0: Well, I was pleased for you that Leeds won. So I'm just, I'm just such a fool. Thanks, mate. I'm a fool for buying into this friendship and thinking that that somehow it was reciprocal. It never was. I was duped. I was soldered dud. And you pretended to be happy for me last season because we did well. But the moment we've turned to shit, old Rico's
1: back. Well, let me, shall I say a nice thing to you? Come on, then. All right. Tune in next week uh, when I will say a nice thing to Matt Forrest. No, I'll say <laughs> something this week. I have been a bit of a snake, a bit of a snake in the grass. And although uh, for, for new listeners, Matt Ford is obliged to pick three Nottingham Forest players, I am obliged to pick three Le- Leeds United players. That's the rules of the game. I'm going to hold my hands up and say I put two of mine on the bench. You backed your Forest players. Yeah. Um, of course, that cost you points as Nottingham Forest lost. But it's admirable that you've, you've put your... Um, Nottingham Forest, put the tricky trees where your mouth is.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, that that is a sneaky little move there from you, John. And obviously, in a way, that's like betting against your own team, isn't it? You removed your own players from the field of play. It shows what little faith. And I'm, you know, Leeds fans are not famed for being able to take a joke. And I know that all those boys that listen will be livid with you. They're going to start turning on you. And next time you go to Elland Road...
1: I think you're going to get a different sort of reception. If it's any consolation, it cost me because I uh, picked Le- uh, Liverpool's goalkeeper, Allison, who did not have a good weekend, and I would have scored more points if I'd backed Ilan Melier, who was sensational. I saw it live. Uh, oh, the uh, yeah. 5-0 are coming for you.
0: I mean, Edinburgh, man, it might be the comedy police. It could be anything. The review's in. You git. I haven't seen any reviews yet, actually, but the punters have left happy.
1: After five minutes?
0: Actually, I do get the odd walkout during the um, SNP section, but um, <laughs> that's to be expected. <laughs> How long is the SNP section? Well, I, I strategically place it. Um, I, I Maybe halfway, maybe just past halfway. So it's we're deep in. You know, I've, I've flayed everyone else by that point.
1: Um, this time, delay, it's very hard to react to one another.
0: Do you want me to try and tether? Should I try and tether? It's very What's tricky.
1: In, uh,
0: 4G like? 4G's okay. Should I try tethering, or, or do you think that was worse, Danny?
1: I think that was worse on Thursday.
0: Okay. Should we try it? So, do I need to do anything now? Do I have to stop this, or I do I I just... always think
1: a sort of time lag suggests... Because it's not getting any worse, is it? So it suggests there was like a jolt, and then now we're actually...
0: So what do we do then?
1: Try this link again. Sounds like we're, we're on the same ley lines now. Are we? you want to do the special test? I think
0: there's still a bit of a time delay.
1: If so I say awooga after three, you've got to say awooga immediately. Okay, what do we all say, awooga? <laughs> one, two, three. a Awoooga. <laughs> <laughs> this is one for the Patreon followers. Awooga. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we'll
0: <laughs> well, I think we are all together now.
1: <laughs> we should, this
0: has definitely got to stay in. This is great. What a great fun! Isn't this
1: great? Olga, <laughs> Olga, we'll
0: yeah, we're all in, man. Or am I behind? <laughs> F- you know, if you're laughing at me, just say. <laughs> I don't know what everyone's laughing at now. I don't know whether you're just laughing at the surreality of it. Am I the thick one?
1: Are you saying a wooga in response to our producer Danny or in response to John Fashionu from nineteen ninety four? So we <engage laughs> how far behind yeah, you are. Tough pop. <laughs> well, let's just try and talk now, then you say something and I'll react to it. Jesse Lingard is going to be the worst failure in Premier League history, true or false? F you <laughs> You're definitely I would say at least five or six seconds guys.
0: Yeah, there is that. Should I maybe try and come back in?
1: I'll press stop.
0: Yeah, f it. Awooga. Awooga. Oh, isn't that lovely?
1: Let's look. We could talk in generalities about what happened in Nottinghamshire this weekend. Let's talk about the specifics. We've had a lot of tweets, uh, Kevin, Kiss amongst them. Let's talk about the specifics of what has been described by Honey Football Moments as the worst corner routine in ever see.
0: Yes. So, you know, oddly enough, I do just want to say this. I was very excited to watch us on Match of the Day, even though I, I knew we lost 2 0. Yeah, that wears there. Just to see us play in the Premier League. Just to hear the names Worrell, Lingard, Henderson read out of a local hero, which is one of my favourite songs. That footage of that corner, which miraculously, Match of the day, chose not to show, Mm. I think is one of the most embarrassing things of it. You know what? It would be like seeing video footage of a drunken relative. There's something actually quite distressing about it. You're like, that should not be shared.
1: So describe the corner for those who haven't seen it.
0: So Forrest get a corner, and on the camera shot that you see it from, there are literally no Forrest players in or around the box. So you see a Forrest (laughs) player at the corner flag, you see a load of Newcastle players in the box, and literally you can't see anything. You can't see any forest players. And then six of them, it looks like, just all run into the box. I mean, it's the sort of thing that 12-year-olds... I'm actually really surprised Steve Cooper tried it. But I will say this. If it works once, it's worth it. It just hasn't worked once yet.
1: Not so much you can't see the forest for the trees. You just can't see the forest. Oh, it's so clever, John. I
0: mean, you love a bit of wordplay and well done. But, of course, I'm deeply embarrassed. You know, part of the forest... Brand is quality. It's purity. You watch that and
1: you go, oh, God. Perhaps you could tell us what you think the ghost of Brian Clough made of that corner routine.
0: Listen to me, young man. People like me don't slag off. Great football clubs like Nottingham Forest, Steve Cooper, understands football, young man, more than you ever will. And people like you, who sit here on podcasts with your shitty little wordplay and your shitty little life, can't call, you're not fit to lace Jesse Lingard's boots. And I've seen some of your routines. Some
1: of them are funny, but you're going bald at the back. Thank you very much, uh, George Clark there. And perhaps you could tell us when the next series of Amazing Spaces is out on Channel 4. You are a get. I mean one of his most famous quotes of all time is Is it not get in the box, that's what I pay you for?
0: That's what I pay you for. Yeah. For missing the um, target from there
1: you want shooting. That's spectacular. Better to come this weekend a home fixture. Obviously you will be sticking with your Forest 3. Yes, obviously
0: you said it happened in Nottinghamshire. I do need to correct you, the game was away at Newcastle.
1: Of course it was. Of course well, it was. Was trained a defender, f- goal and snap is to stand next to him, man before duffled the f- off of own heart.
0: Look, it's a hard place I to go to.
1: Understand it, man.
0: Since Eddie Howe became manager, only Liverpool and Man City mm-hmm. have won at St James's Park.
1: Eddie Howe, of course, famously, I'm a football man. I don't get involved in any of the decisions. <sighs> I'm a football man.
0: I mean, <laughs> I would have loved. I would have loved it if Nottingham Forest had been the torchbearers for really uh, leading the resist- uh, resistance against the Saudi regime. Sadly, uh, that didn't happen.
1: Uh, can I just say, oh, joking aside, I would have loved that as well. I was I was rooting for you against Newcastle. Um, and, you know, every commentator who was mentioned on Match of the Day was mentioned on the other commentary I saw in the clips. There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, goodwill and people waiting for Forest to register their first victory of the season. Imagine if it didn't come before you and I saw Forrest come to Fortress Ellen Rose.
0: That would obviously be distressing. I think we will get points on the board before then, I hope. Obviously, it's a bit of a rude awakening. Do you know what? I was watching Sky Sports News and I had the telly on unsilent and I could see Tim Sherwood, because I was broadcasting to the country on Rock and Roll Football Absolute Radio. Some, Some of them. I could see Tim Sherwood mouth the words, what a goal. I was like, oh my God. And then it just went 1-0 Newcastle. And I physically, it, it was like I had, had my strings cut. I, I physically sort of like went weak at the knees. I, I buckled. And immediately I was like, oh, this could be a season of hell.
1: How would you describe that first goal? A rich snorter?
0: Oh, it's one of the best goals of the season. And actually, in a way, that's better. Because then you go, well, look, we were, yeah. we were beaten by a sensational goal. So in the end, that, not that bad.
1: finish as well. It's one of those. I, I must have. I, I was at the Leeds game, and, and there was an element of that where you think, "I'm not sure." Their first goal to me, it's awful defending, but he volleys it down into the ground. It then loops over the goalkeeper and goes in off the crossbar. To me, that's that's a fortunate finish. Obviously, a Wolves fan would say that's an exceptional finish on the volley. They then had a couple of other chances that could have gone in, and you come away thinking, "I mean, obviously, we've won it." Two one. That's all that matters. But I think, oh, could we have lost that three nil, or should we have won that three nil? I can't quite work out either way. And there's an element with those Newcastle goals. The Wilson finish, the way he manages to sort of bend his foot around the the Forest defender to lift the ball up, is absolutely exceptional. So in a way, nil mm, nil.
0: Yes, exactly, exactly. I mean, obviously, it does hurt to hear you whining about how much you won by. You know, this is like yeah, billionaires sure. moaning about their tax. You know, the rest of us just sit here counting our beans, um, or or wishing we had beans.
1: No, well, Jesse Lingard's got all your beans, hasn't he Taking all the beans. I don't but think he's got any beans
0: in. You know, you have to ask me now—is there any beans in your flat? I have to say, I don't think there are any beans.
1: Get down the Margiotta, mate.
0: Oh, what a great mini chain of high-quality, um, effectively medium-sized supermarkets. I don't know if they have them in the rest of Scotland, but they have them in Edinburgh. And they, you know, what the best thing they sell is? Go on, guess.
1: Uh, spam uh, fritters.
0: Wrong. Guess again.
1: Is it, uh, is it sweet or savoury? Sweet. Sort of stuff? Is it inherently Scottish? I don't think so. Oh, interesting. But I think I they're think more
0: so. prevalent up here, but I don't think so.
1: Tonics.
0: You were so close with the tea.
1: It's a toffee oh.
0: cream donut.
1: Oh my god!
0: Decadent, 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 decadent. Now, how many have you had this week? I've had well, actually, I've not had one. I got a custard toffee donut from Greg's earlier today.
1: Incredible restraint, and for our listeners, first match of the day of the century featuring Nottingham Forest, and you didn't have a beer with it.
0: No, I didn't. No, I'm very professional when I'm in Edinburgh. I very rarely drink. Um,
1: Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken
0: sandwiches. But there's only one crispy So go ahead and hit the turn signal
1: if you know about this juicy gem
0: of a detour.
1: Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddleboards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go!
0: But I've got something to tell you, John. I've got some stats in front of me.
1: Lovely. Of course, you love a stat pack to talk about football.
0: Start spreading the news. It's 4D stat pack. So let's have a look at the team of the week.
1: Tell me, John, how many of these players you have. Do you have Mendy in goal? No, I do not. Uh, I did at one point, and then he had a bad pre-season game, and I saw a lot of Chelsea fans online saying that he wouldn't make it till Christmas without being replaced by their substitute goalkeeper. So I got rid of him.
0: (laughs) Must feel pretty damn thick now. He was the high-scoring goalie in the FPL with seven points. Do you have sure in your team the Newcastle defender?
1: Why would I? No Newcastle, nor will there be. They go on the list with Manchester United.
0: Fifteen points, Kelly for Bournemouth.
1: Nah, come on, mate. Twelve points. No Look, they've had a lovely weekend. They've got a few points. Nobody's going to be having Bournemouth players in two weeks. You mark my words. You you put that down as a job, Richardson fact.
0: See, I, I can't believe I didn't sign Zinchenko for Arsenal, and he played a blinder.
1: Yeah, well, that—that that is my... The annoying thing about week one, FPL, is that by this point, I would say, most people who take FPL moderately seriously have probably had almost every good player in their team at one point. Good point. So what happens is you then watch that first weekend and you say, oh, bloody hell, I had him. I did that every every player who did well this weekend. The big one for me was Kulosevsky. Yes. Like, What Kulosevsky. I had him in all second half of last season. I don't understand, and I've got players of his value, Jared Bowen, who's never going to have a good week, the same value as Kulishevsky, who was at home for Spurs. I don't have any Spurs players. I knew they were going to have a good season. I was just, what are you thinking about Richardson? And a catastrophic decision. But then, of course, you, you, you look out at that and you think, I've I put every good player in my team at some point and then taken them out because either I didn't have enough money or I wanted the other ones. So it's a frustrating first week.
0: Can I tell you why you took Kulishevsky out? Yes. Because you exist in a very special strata you exist in a very special strata you exist at the bottom end of clever and at the top end of thick (laughs) and you kind of bump around there now that puts you on average (laughs) above most people but you periodically do dip below the average and and this is one of those weeks you you are you are i would say every month dense you know, okay. th- three weeks of the month, you're clever. One week of the month, yeah. you're dense. And I think you've been a bit dense this month. Um, other players that made the team of the week. I mean, Gross, who plays for Brighton and Hove Albion. Did anyone see that coming?
1: Well, uh, he had a very good end to last season. He's continued his goal-scoring form. But again, brrr, are we going to be sticking with him?
0: Uh, that's the thing as well. You've got to think about it week by week. That's definitely something I learned towards the end. Jorginho uh, for Chelsea. Yeah,
1: again, scored a penalty. Missed a couple last season. Are you going to have him in for Chelsea? Is he going to start week in, week out?
0: Lerma for Bournemouth. But let's talk about, obviously, the two strikers everyone talked about the weekend. Harlan delivered after, uh, frankly, having a shocker in the charity shield.
1: Patrick Bamford.
0: Oh. What, are you jealous?
1: No, not at all. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not jealous at all. I thought Patrick Bamford, after basically a year out, was exceptional. Uh, an assist. Uh, and should have had a second assist as well. That. Oh. Ooh. Uh, can you refer a dubious goal to the dubious goals dubious goals panel
0: why what happened
1: because brendan aronson has been denied what for me is definitely a brendan aronson goal the, the defender touches it i'd say at the same time as brendan aronson they're both running towards the goal you've got to give that goal to the striker more importantly you've got to give the assist just calm down john to speak like a man You've got to give the assist to Patrick Bamford, who got ahead of his man, whipped a hard, fast, low ball, very hard, very fast, into the box, created that chance. Whether it came off the defender or the attacker, it's an assist for Patrick Bamford, which of course isn't, because of the stupid rules. And it's gone down as an own goal, so Patrick Bamford has denied an assist, which would have given me a few extra points, which would have put me probably in the top three in the league.
0: Apart from the FPL element of that rant, you don't just sound old, you sound old-fashioned. When I hear you, <laughs> I actually see, like, humbugs in big jars. I see <laughs> yeah. pre-decimal currency. I see men wearing long overcoats to work with just the – you can barely see the sun for the soot. Do you feel like you're from a different era?
1: Yeah, definitely. And Absolutely. what is it? Oh, it's um, – well, what it is is uh, I, I think people are no happier now than they were. In, in a sort of yesteryear but now we just talk about it a lot more and I think I'm from that era when you just accepted that we were all depressed and miserable and you just didn't say anything about it so whatever that was of course I'm miserable <laughs> I breathe suck for a living have you seen Sky? Oh, that's when I'm from yeah. but I, I appreciate the formality of uh, wearing a hat
0: well you need to don't you because your hair is thinning out you need it to keep you warm in the winter and to stop your bald head roasting,
1: frying we in are. the
0: heatwave. This heatwave must have been terrible for your bald spot.
1: Burned my bald head this week. No, John, no! Oh, I had a I had an awful... Took, uh, took our youngest, who <laughs> was incidentally also our oldest, our one, basically, took her to a miniature railway uh, the weekend. I like to feel big.
0: Oh, John.
1: I like to take her to things where I get to feel tall. So we went to a miniature railway, and I uh, got absolutely stitched up by the missus i said oh there's two little train tracks i said i'll go on the first one uh you second on the second one she just went A1 uh with our daughter queuing for ice creams so i stood on my own holding a child's teddy <laughs> queuing for a miniature railway on my own i gave my daughter my hat because i'm a good dad so i'm stood no disguise bald spots sizzling in the sun you could have fried an egg on it um, waiting for a miniature train, praying they were going to get back before I got to the front and had to make a very difficult decision. I'm not going to lie to you, I'd queued that long. I probably would have gone on it. Probably would have gone on on my own and just suffered the withering stairs rather than admit that all that had been for nothing. Anyway, then my daughter came over the roundtree's fruit, passed a pastel lolly, uh, oh, and gave it best. to me and ran off again. What? Ate it, halfway through eating it, bloody wasp lamps on it. I made a noise a bit like this. <laughs> uh, mobbed it on the grass. A um, few people looked around, probably didn't see the wasp, just saw me freak out and love a lolly on the floor, realised it was really hot and thirsty, uh, picked the lolly up, dusted the mud and grass off it, flicked uh, the wasp away and ate the rest of it. And then my daughter came back and said, that was my lolly, I just wanted <sighs> you to hold it.
0: Oh, man. And
1: I uh, had a full meltdown. Not my best day.
0: Did you cry?
1: No, I didn't cry. I said, what are you doing, giving a lolly to a man stood in the sun? That's <laughs> just torture. It's like an old torture experiment. The two of them disappeared off to a shady cafe to queue for ice creams, brought me back a lolly, and then said, that wasn't for you, pig.
0: But once it had been in the grass, I mean, it was obviously yeah. then less palatable. Did you then consume it yourself? Or in a small act of revenge towards your own daughter, did you then take some pleasure in giving her a lolly covered in grass?
1: No, I did when she kicked off. By then I'd sort of fingered away, I'd say, the outer layer. I think there's four layers. I'd say I'd already eaten two of them. Um, I then ate a third layer, and then my daughter had a meltdown. I offered her the final layer. She said she didn't want it. At this point, let me point out, she's already had a double caramel man. Oh, wow. She's had a fine Double decadence. Day. Yeah, two layers of chocolate. Yeah. Two layers of chocolate, caramel in the middle. She's had a lovely time. So you can forgive me for thinking the roundtree fruit pasta was for me.
0: Um, the final player, Lerma from Bournemouth. I don't think anyone's really talking about him. Mitrovic, Fulham, Mitrovic. two goals. People always say, "Can he do it in the Premier League?" Well, he did last weekend, mate.
1: Yeah, against Liverpool, no less. Yeah.
0: God, they look really. Good. You know what? Like a fool, I was thinking. I think we'll do better than them. Now, obviously, course of the season and all that. Fulham look really good.
1: Yeah, let's um, let's talk about the league. Let's give listeners a quick update. But first of all, l- let's really delve into: At what point of despair are you? Because Leeds United last season never got above 15th. And I'll be honest, it was two-thirds of the way into the season before I really panicked. The Leeds fans being what they are, there was, a, there was a good deal of griping all the way through the season. But it wasn't until the Elsa actually went that you started to think, oh, this is catastrophic now. But week one, a, a defeat like that and seeing Fulham look good and some of the teams around you that you probably hope would be struggling as well, you, you're born that... Are we at, do you know what, it's one week fixtures, we're going to be all right, or are we at full on, oh, my God, this could be an absolute
0: shit show? You know what we need? We need a panicometer, but we need it to be like a a panic tree Mm. or a panic pint, like how full is it? Or, you know, because the glass is half empty or whatever. So um, I would say if it's a panic pint, it's still got its full head. It's sort of halfway through the first sip. I'm still very positive. Uh, I always it was very hard to go to Newcastle. At the moment, effectively... Not even mild panic. Totally fine, actually. In fact, I wanted us to lose because then it
1: creates jeopardy. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about people who did not lose. Top of the league, Chelsea Grimes. uh, 75 points week one. Uh, She leads. um, Alex Brocker did very well. They had no players left on Sunday. You don't want to be that person, do you? Top of the league on a Saturday. And then realises they've got no players left. I'm down in seventh. Uh, just ahead of Frankie Boyle uh, by one point, who so is three points ahead of Joe Wilkinson. And then 10th, exactly in the middle, we get to Matt Ford's Warall Crazy now, 62 points ahead of the average, I think it was the average about mid 50s. Yeah. Um, down at the bottom, Chris McCausland, and in 19th, Patrick Bamford, who for me gets bonus points, I don't know how many, 10 or captaining himself, which. Let's be honest, if we were footballers, we would 100% do it. The joy of getting to pick yourself in FPL and captain yourself. And he got 10 points. And he was robbed of an assist.
0: Yeah. so Patrick Bamford is actually 19th. Maisie Adam is bottom on 25th. Just above her, Adam Richman, man versus food uh, on 37. Producer Danny Carr with Juan de Ramos, 23rd. Josh Widdicombe feeling hot, 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 22nd. So I did There's better big than big games down there, isn't there? I did better than Patrick Bamford, who's an actual Premier League footballer. I did better than Josh Willigan, who hosts another football podcast, and I did better than Man vs. Food, better than Richard Osman, Russell Howard, big, big players from last season. My whole ambition was to finish in the top ten last season. This is, and this is where you see it all turns. This is my best ever start to an FPL season. Mm. This is bonkers. What's happening at Worrell Crazy now?
1: I think a lot of the people below you did not pick Alfinger Harland, and uh, from what I see on the on the apps, Erling Kane for Harland is is one of the
0: Erling.
1: What did I say?
0: Alfinger.
1: I keep saying Alfinger. He looks well doesn't at the game. I'm gonna I'm gonna carry on saying it. I'm gonna call him Erling all season.
0: You for, again. This is what I'm talking about. About bottom end of clever, top end of thick greylish. <laughs> Alfinger Harland. It's like talking to an elderly relative. I'm like, how do you keep getting this wrong?
1: Yeah, but it's infuriating, isn't it? I'm ahead of you. I'm really
0: upset. Can you hear that?
1: Oh,
0: it's the, uh, it's the tattoo. But it does make it sound like I'm a war reporter. This is how much I care about FPL. Yes. I'm reporting from the front line of FPL. Bombs going off everywhere, man.
1: Live from Nottingham. Jesse Lingard is trying to drive out of the training ground. He's been locked in. That sound you can hear is his Ford Bondeo crashing against the gate. (laughs)
0: Now, Bernardo Silva came up in our our chat uh, last week. Yeah,
1: I had him last season. I'm not bringing him back.
0: He's named his dog after John Stones. Yes. Which, uh, I don't know whether you would take that as... If if I bought a dog and I named it after you, and I called it Rico, would you take that as a compliment? Or what if I actually gave it a full name, like John Richardson?
1: I'd be flattered. Okay. Yeah, I'd be flattered. Not least because uh, uh, it means you're thinking of me. Mm. Um. It also means you're calling for me in the park, which means if you lose your dog, people are going to think you've had a breakdown yeah. and you're just looking for me. Uh, and also, every time you pick up crap, you are picking up, in a way, my crap, you're picking up John Richardson's crap. Okay,
0: good point. If I get a dog, I'm never naming it after you. But you do have a dog, John. So how we is dog, yeah. the crap picking up going? Are you and are you and the beast bonding more now? Uh,
1: yeah, there's there's a bond there, of course. He's, uh, he's an adorable moron um mm. that, that's my type that's what i'm into in terms of friendship um i would say to, to quote you he's at the bottom end of stupid um, but he's you know he's only four months old uh his poos are you know as solid as you can hope for at this stage of a dog's life and,
0: and uh, um, forgive me i've never had a dog it does that mean that they are rock hard or are they kind of puddly
1: Oh, they're not rock hard. They're, they're Mr. Whippy style, you know. They 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 don't look like they're they're hurting him. Uh, he's not having grimace to force the thing out. But equally, it's got enough purchase that you can get it in the bag. Do you know what you don't want is a sl- he's had one sloppy one. Luckily, I had a bottle of water on me, so I was able to uh, grab up as much as I can. And because I'm a responsible dog, I then used the bottle of water to sort of swell the uh, <laughs> slurry, mm. the McFlurry remainder. Have, uh, <laughs> into the gutter.
0: God, and you got the rest on your fruit pastel lolly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I did think of that when I threw the lolly. It was, it was, it was in quite a high footfall area. Huh. It, it, odds, there's no way I would have done that on pavement, but I went all bare grills because it was grass. Yeah, was I think there's a logic to do that. Yeah, but it's not. It's grass that a lot of people have stood on.
0: But would you say that you, you and the dog are making progress?
1: Uh, yeah, it's, you know the, the dog likes me. It's pleased to see me in the morning. I tend to get up with it, and uh, it's pleased to see me. And that is an exception um, in my house. So you know, at the moment, it's it's one of my favourite house members. People like dogs, do you? I
0: do. I love them. I do. I, I envy you, really. Obviously, I, I I have allergies, which currently preclude me from having a dog, mm-hmm. and our flat's too small. But I, I I I daily fantasize about going for a walk with a with a scruffy little thing. Um, but when you're not around, I, I fantasize about walking the dog.
1: I've taken him for a lot of pints. I mean, there's a lot of training he needs to do, and you've got to get your recall set straight away. So you call his name and he comps. That's important when you're out. Uh, if there's danger or if you have got something, you've got to train him to drop things you don't want him to eat. You've got to train him to sit so you can get him to sit before you cross roads. These are all important things. I'll be honest, mainly I'm checking that he's comfortable in pubs, and I'm currently checking every pub within a five mile radius of my house. To check that he will lie under the table, and I've got to tell you, what an exceptional podcast! And, w-
0: and what beers have you been having then?
1: Uh, I've had uh, a couple of landlords, lovely, and uh, uh, at home, of course, I'm drinking Rooster's Babyfaced Assassin.
0: Oh, well, that is an absolute beauty of a beer. Um, so what do you make of the flavour?
1: Yeah it's a it's a, it's a classic IPA. It what it hasn't got sometimes I find with a with a hoppy IPA gets you in the you know the back of the mouth the the mandible the, the very corner of the jaw. It's got a lovely juicy fruitiness mm. to it. I mean
0: it is absolutely incredible. I mean you know what I always find amazing is when you get a really tasty one like that. Well it's 6% and it doesn't taste like 6% and it just tastes so tasty.
1: I tell you what I like as well, it comes in one of those little cardboard packets Mm -hmm. that you get to tear the end off. It makes me feel like an American in a film.
0: Yes, it does. Yeah, they come in those fridge packs, so they're easy access opening. Um, And you can get them at the Roosters website. I mean, you just stick one of these in your fridge and you're basically happy all week. Just go to roosters.co.uk, get the most delicious beers aimed at humans at roosters.co.uk humans. and enter the code CPFPL20 at checkout to get 20% off everything apart from gift vouchers until the end of September and you get free shipping on orders over £50 they also do a cluck and collect service um, if you're local to Harrogate so you can just go and pick it up I mean, the problem is every time we talk about this I'm just animated with a deep desire to just drink that entire fridge pack all in one go i tell you what I've got next on my document, and in, in mm-hmm. block capital letters, two words. Can you guess what they are?
1: Um, say goodbye. No. eater emails. <laughs> okay. Uh, is this you reading them or me? I don't it?
0: think anyone got in touch, which I'm really sad no? about. I don't think anyone is claiming to have either called someone a shit eater or been called a shit eater.
1: I'm quite relieved. Hmm. Yeah,
0: I am in a way. I mean, it's good to know that this isn't a common occurrence out there, but I, 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 just, I'm I, just just going to put that appeal out there again. If you've ever called someone else a shit eater, or you've been called a shit eater, email us at hellocpfpl.com and just let us know the context on what happened and what the reaction was. I, it, I just feel like we're onto something with that. I feel like other podcasts aren't going near the whole shit-eater community. <laughs> and I've, I think I think this is something that we could really shine a light on. Do
1: you know why I use the word shit-eater in the podcast? It's because I'm two-thirds of the way through listening to it on audio rock again. And my language definitely becomes heavily influenced by the language of Stephen King.
0: But it's great language.
1: Shit-eater. <laughs> 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 shit-eater. shit-eater. I
0: mean... I'm sure there are people out there that have genuinely done it, but only for a bet or by
1: mistake. You'll know I've gone for a slightly crude team name this season, especially having grasped people. Oh yeah. Mastermind. I don't think my team name is as bad as cock. Uh, Schlup. The ass. <laughs> however, um, it's a cheeky one, isn't it? It's a cheeky one. You know what? And,
0: you know uh, you know pulls it for me is obviously win it as a bit of yeah. wordplay and what a it is it's the bit that really does it for me and this is where the Richardson touch really is is in the hole mm. it, it brings out that darkness that you have to just go that extra inch more and, and just make it hurt more
1: it's one of those that if you don't have that kind of mind at all you'll simply read it and just think it's a fair it's a straight down the line football cliche teammate and then the more you start to work it out the worse it's just oh oh ah oh, ah oh. It's one of those.
0: You're the sort of person that you know. If you said um, like arse is, is less offensive, isn't it? You're the sort of person who says "asshole." You have to make it just a bit nastier. <laughs>
1: yeah, I do. One of my roles is as uh, as an ambassador for a children's hospital. I was invited to join their fantasy football. League. I am by far and away the only person in that league with a remotely rude teammate to the point where I'm thinking oh, I'm going to have to change. Well, I mean, it looks bad in our league. In that one, it it looks really
0: bad. You know what you have to imagine when, when you're doing stuff like this with the public, is picture you reading these things out to Ali Jones.
1: I don't know. You see, that's a bad example, because I think I'd like to swear in front of okay. Ali
0: Jones. Um. Jones. Imagine saying it...
1: In fact, I think I'd take pleasure Okay.
0: It. Mary Berry.
1: Yeah, again, you see, I think I'd love to swear. I'll tell you what, that f***ing meringue... <laughs> blew my tits off, Mary. I think I she'd think like I that. Really I think you're right. I think that.
0: you're right. But if you're saying stuff like cock schlup de ass, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I'm not talking about, because yeah. you're complimenting her meringue there, so she might like it. If you are saying yes, win it in the hole to Mary Berry,
1: <laughs> I think you would yeah. feel
0: bad. And if she said, oh, John, what's a win
1: it? Oh, that's not a bad Mary Berry,
0: actually. I, I don't understand. People are telling me it's wordplay, but I,
1: I oh, can't... It's think gone it. a bit Churchill.
0: No, John... Win it in the hole. We must win it in the anus. We must win it in the bum cheek. And we must win it in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Churchill plays FPL. I mean, you know, people in this some people in this country are obsessed with Churchill. Why can't we bring him back um, mm. for his, um, to do sort of rousing FPL, uh, either punditry or whatever?
1: Um, and, and are you opening with
0: that in Edinburgh? Um, I, I tell you what, that would be one of the, my more current impressions if I start. winning that <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh, he's getting topical now. He's, uh, he's doing people that are like war onwards. I actually do mention Macmillan and Eden, uh, uh, all joking aside. Maybe I do need to rethink. <laughs> Maybe I do need to rethink. <laughs> <laughs> think it's it's a, a good time good for
1: you to tell the listeners what, that we're on Instagram and Twitter.
0: Yes, um, so do follow us on Instagram. Or what, as Churchill? Or, or as...
1: Oh, no, I mean, do it as Harold Macmillan if you want, mate.
0: Well, I don't do the impression. I just mention Macmillan and Eden as
1: part of it, it. No one would know anyway. What about his voice? You could pretend he was like a foul-mouthed Northern Irishman, and I don't think people would know.
0: We're on Twitter. To give us a follow, if you want it. If not... I think I'd rather do it as church you know. It's
1: very Colin Murray.
0: Please do get in touch. Hello at cpfpl.com. We're on Instagram. Comedians Playing FPL. Facebook at Comedians FPL. For the love of God and your country, please share, subscribe, and review. This is the way that you can serve. Goodbye.
1: Um, and I, I will uh, I'll wrap up in the voice of uh, Anthony Eden. <laughs> it's all we've got time for this week we'll be back on Friday we'll be showcasing the sexiest huskiest voice we've ever had on the CPN podcast this is legit we'll be joined by War Manager Sean <laughs> F***ing can you believe that see you later you bastards Is <laughs> that a good Eden?
0: lovely perfect spot on better than most of mine bye